Hello and welcome to the Apples and Oranges podcast, a show that compares what the world believes to what the Bible teaches. Hi, everybody. Hello and welcome back. I am Pastor Jason. I am uh, an ordained Reverend uh, by the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and my co-host. I'm Ashley Duffner. <laughs> she's learning the Bible, and as as we said, this is a podcast that that um, its sole purpose is to compare what the world believes to what the Bible teaches us. And so today, our topic for conversation is what Ashley. Today we're going to be discussing marriage. Marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, um, marriage. Um, is talked about in several different places of the Bible. Um, the inf- at least the biblical perspective that we're going to provide uh, will share the Bible verses that uh, we use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to search out the answers for yourself, you can read the Bible verses and, and you can do your own little study. Jason, how long have you been married? I've been, uh, it's, it will be, or it is, 15 years. As a matter of fact, um, Serena and I celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary uh, last Wednesday. Last week. Yeah, May 25th. We, we were married May 25th, 2007. How about you? Wow. I've been married for almost two years now. Wow, okay. Yeah, September 4th. So newlyweds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. It's actually crazy. It feels like. We got married like yesterday, <laughs> but it's already been almost two years. Life goes fast when you're having fun. Yeah, I guess so. Now this is, um, you know, we want to. I do want to make one one thing clear. Um, apples and oranges. Uh, we we um, publish our podcast every Friday. Yes, every Friday at seven p.m. There's a new episode. Yeah, it's at seven p.m. Um, uh, on uh, Fridays, mm-hmm. and. Um, so that, that's important to point out, and, and I just want to also say this, um, today's topic is definitely going to be one that is going to go against the grain of what the world uh, would have to say as it relates to marriage. Yes, marriage is a little controversial, I yeah. guess, today, why in would, today's world. Why do you think it's controversial? Because there's actual laws about it now, about same-sex marriage, and I don't know. Some people don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they seem to have a lot to say about it. I don't know. Yeah, they seem to have a lot to say about it. And I'm glad you said you brought up the law because, you know, one of the things that we want to recognize right up front is that um, marriage, there, there is the legal the legal perspective of marriage. Yes. Um, and then there's the spiritual and, and there is what the Bible says about marriage. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting to point out uh, that if you are a student of the Bible and if you're not, um, marriage was the first institution that God created. Um, Adam and Eve were created uh, and then God created the institution of marriage right after that. Um, and so it is the longest lasting institution. Very interesting. And it, it, and one of the things that we need to recognize is that um, there is the forces of, of evil, um, Satan, mm-hmm. um, and Satan's primary objective is, uh, is to take out 
the institutions that have been created by God. And marriage is one of those institutions. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it, 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 you can see it all around that uh, the divorce rates are up. Separation is up. Um, some, some would say divorce actually decreased uh, within the past few years. Yeah, but that's only because marriage has decreased as well. <laughs> well, right. And not, not only has marriage decreased as well, but um, it, it's become an expensive business. Yeah, that's for sure. And so there are a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, couples who are making the financial decision to stay married but separate. Yeah. Because it, it's cheaper. Uh, than getting to, a divorce. Than getting a divorce. <laughs> Right. Um, and so there, there is one, one we want to hit this right out front. Um, we believe, um, based off of what the Bible says, mm -hmm. that marriage is between a man and a woman. Yes. Um, there are several Bible verses that, that point this out. Um, Genesis 2.18 um, says here, uh, Then the Lord God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper fit for him. Uh, that one really doesn't answer um, that man is between a, uh, or marriage is between a man and a woman. But Genesis 2, 23 through 24 says, Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He, um, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. Um, and they shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. And so clear, clear distinction there um, between uh, the male and, and the, the female yes. um, and how they are to become one flesh. Um, the other primary reason we believe marriage was created was for uh, procreation, having children. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, you just when you have same sex couples. Um, who uh, spend time or are partners, you know, yeah. they can't have children, mm -hmm. right? That's, this uh -huh. is true. And, and it's interesting to see that um, man, as a species, will find ways around God's wonderful plan. Yes. Right? That is interesting. <laughs> and so some would say, oh, well, science would, would differ from your statement, Pastor Jason. That's not true. Why well, would one say that? Well, because today, um, a, a, a woman and a woman who are married uh -huh. can go down and they can, have, they can get pregnant. Yeah, but that's only because of a man and a woman still. Well, that's because a, a man, right, a man produced the sperm, uh -huh. but they don't have to be married to have, you see what I'm saying? Like a woman could be married oh, to a woman. I guess so, yeah. And they can divert from God's plan and they can go down to a sperm bank and they can say, please, uh, please. Give me your best swimmers. <laughs> yes, give me your best swimmers because uh, and, and, we want to have a baby. Yeah. So so uh, the, the lesbian couple that is woman and woman mm -hmm. diverts from God's plan yeah. um, of, of sex being between a man and a woman and they allow science to find them an answer. Yes, that's true. Saying? I understand what you're saying. Yes. So, so. Um, but if in the end it was only women and women, there would never be more people because they can't make babies. Yeah, yeah. That's 
That's exactly right. So um, in the end, you need you need. So the, science can only go so far. That's right. Science science can only go so far, um, and it is the bounds of science that we tend to to push and and we try to go further and further with science, so that we we can you know go you know, make advances and and um, mm -hmm. some would believe that it's it's to go against God's form of creation. Okay, that's another topic, Jason. Right. It's a totally another topic. But I but again, you know, we, we you know, the topic today is marriage and we want to be very clear that the Bible um, has outlined that marriage is is to be between a man and a woman. And we don't want that to be the only talking point that that we go over here on today's show. Yeah, because I want I honestly wanted the show to be interesting for a man and a woman as well. Yeah, sure. Well, that's <laughs> because, right. Because uh, I think that it's it's fun when we discuss this kind of stuff, yeah. especially because I'm married. So. Well, and it's interesting <laughs> that your husband's not joining us in the conversation today. He uh, he he, he didn't want to be put on the hot seat. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Because what did I say last time? This is going to be like marriage counseling. <laughs> yeah, you you told him it was going to be marriage counseling, and, and he hasn't showed like, nah. back up. So what do you think that, um, you know, from, from what you understand, right? So this is a show that, that talks about world topics, world, world views, right? Yes. And, and we apply the Bible to, to those worldviews. World so, so in your opinion, what do you think people believe marriage is for? What is the purpose of marriage? What do you uh, think? This is a good question. Um, a lot of people, I think that a lot of people today think marriage is for, I don't even know what they think it's for. Honestly, it's gone, it's gotten like so out of what it used to be, honestly. Like, I think it's more about, I guess, money. I don't even know. Because okay. there's a lot of women that like to do their own thing now, but they're still getting married. So <laughs> I guess they're not relying on a man. <laughs> right. But I don't think it's out of pure love because nowadays people get married and then divorce so quickly yeah well that it's definitely a real problem mm -hmm. um it's interesting that uh we don't teach about marriage yeah you know two individuals can go down to the courthouse mm -hmm. and they can stand before the justice of the peace and they can say we want to we want to get married yeah um, and, and we, we don't do, a, and this is, I, I believe that but this I, is one of the areas that the church fails. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't think that's a lot of cases nowadays. I think a lot of it is showing that you have a ring and getting married because it's a stepping stone in life. It's like people are like, Oh, I have to buy a house and get married and stuff like that. It's just a milestone to people. Yeah. Like, even some people I know, they were like, oh, okay, we've been dating for so many years. Like, it's time to do the next step and get married, even though maybe that's not even what they really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're not really doing it because of the union of marriage, just because of what the world tells them. So they're doing it because of the pressures that society puts on them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's honestly why it's failing a lot. But, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure. Well, I, I would... I would tend to agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, society puts um, a pretty... It's very laid back and lax to get married. Yeah. It's not as serious as it used to be where like, well, because people didn't like were against divorce and stuff like that. And now it's like, oh, divorce number four. <laughs> right. 
No yeah. big deal. Right. There. Well, the the sanctity of marriage. Yeah. Is is not upheld. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the elements that is is um, is really missed is that while while men and and by the way, I just want to also read this one verse because I I, I was brought back to it. Going back to men is marriages between a man and a woman. Matthew nineteen verse four through six says, "Haven't you read that he who created them from the beginning made them male." And female mm -hmm. and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So there, Matthew uh, is really just confirming more of what Genesis was talking about. So you have the Old Testament scripture and the New Testament scripture that are really just confirming that marriage um, is between a man and a woman. They'll no longer uh, they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but going back to that other point I was trying to make was that uh, one of the aspects uh, that I often um, um, hear, because I do, I do a number of marriage counselings, um, is God is not in the relationship. So, so I think when we first started the podcast, I said that there's these two distinctions between marriage. And maybe if I didn't, I'm going to say them now. Mm -hmm. uh, the, in America and many of the other countries, um, there is the law. So it is, it is a contract between a man and a woman mm -hmm. um, that is seen in the eyes of the court and in the eyes of the legal system. Mm -hmm. But far more important is a covenant relationship between a man, a woman, and God. They join together as one in covenant relationship with God the Father. It's not just the man and the woman. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes when people get married, I think that they leave God out of it. Yeah, I think so too. They, a lot of people I know aren't believers i guess or they are and they're not like they maybe they believe but they don't practice believing and they're they're married <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 god is the glue that binds yeah because as we talked about in the other podcasts he gives us his his written word the bible and so marriage couples when uh, they're in their honeymoon season. They should be reading the Bible together, and they should be uh, they should be navigating uh, life's course and marriage through the Bible. When uh, they come up against uh, difficult topics and difficult times in their life, mm -hmm. um, they should join together in prayer with one another, and th so they should pray together. They should pray to God together, and they should read their Bible together. And these, these are the biblical, this is what sustains a marriage, is praying together, reading the Bible together, understanding that, uh, that there is a God who holds them in the palm of his hand and helps them get through the difficult waters. And, and I'm, again, I'm not saying that it's easy mm -hmm. because uh, we quickly learn when we get married, um, that my side of the bed is no longer really my side of the bed. Um, oftentimes, I've you know the way my wife sleeps, 
uh, you know, I'm 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 off the bed because she kicks and she moves and she she's mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah, I think I'm like that too. <laughs> right, and and I know that um, what used to be her bathroom is no longer her bathroom. Uh, you know, I use the bathroom and she would like me to clean it up in a certain way, and so these things are challenging. That's like the whole house, more like. More like the whole entire house, right? The well, are you saying <laughs> I'm probably, messy? Yeah, she probably cleans the whole entire house, and then you leave like spaghettios in a bowl in the sink. You know, like a lot of a lot of men do that. Right. So I'm not going to say whether I do that or I don't do that. <laughs> but what I am saying is that marriage tests each of the individuals in the union, mm-hmm. and if they don't have a stronghold, if they don't have a prayer life, if they don't. Um, if they don't have um, a biblical foundation to hold them and to secure them, um, if they don't, if they're not in union with God, mm-hmm. then it all comes crumbling down like a deck of cards. Yeah. See, the the Bible talks about building a foundation. Do we build our foundation on solid ground, or do we build our foundation on the sand, uh, for everything to just shift and move, and and for the house to come tumbling down. Yeah, we, uh, me and Jake, Jake and I, I mean. Oh, there you um, go. Proper English for we, those English what teachers did we do? listening. What was that called that we did? We did a progr- program, would you call it? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you did. So um, at Alivigan Alliance, um, I usually, um, I usually counsel uh, marriage uh, or individuals who are seeking marriage through prepare and enrich prepare and enrich that's what we did but we were already married <laughs> oh you were married yeah we well, got married it like a few weeks before we started the counseling but yeah. it's usually isn't it for people that are going to get married it's for both it's for people who are going to get married it helps give you a perspective of who you are and who your partner is and and it highlights areas that you can focus on yeah. um on on enhancing and they can Mm -hmm. but it's you we also encourage you to take it year one after marriage year two three like it's really oh yeah we need we need to come back you need to come back and do it again (laughs) yeah it's really a good tool to use not not to dictate your marriage but to really just help you see a different perspective of your marriage yeah there's actually stuff that we still do because we learned it in preparing and rich that really helps us i actually try to encourage some of the people i know in my family to do it but they didn't but it really is a really good a really good foundation for where to like even when you're arguing or something you can always go back to the things that we learned in that in that class yeah and and you should you should kind of you should reevaluate uh, um a couple times throughout your marriage because you you know your marriage will face different phases mm-hmm. right so when you first get married you're in the honeymoon phase and and you're loving life, you're loving up on each other, and 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 you and you're loving, you know, what you believe marriage to be. Yeah. Right. Um, and some some people the honeymoon phase lasts uh, a couple of years. Really. Some people the honeymoon phase is very short, and by the time they get back from the honeymoon, it's over. It's like oh, yeah. we're married. We're, right. We're married. <laughs> what do we do? Um, so then, again, depending on the, the the course in which your marriage takes, then you can have uh, the children phase, and and you can start you know trying to have children. Well, well, there we go. It's like the stepping, like the milestones. I said. Yeah. It's like people do this, then they get married, and then they're like, okay, we need children now. Right. And it's just kind of like a, 
like a rules that you follow that I, the world gives you. It's very interesting how you phrase that. You said, "Okay, we need children now." Yeah. Right. And and so children are gifts from God. And so we should be ready to have children. And again, not that you can plan out and, and okay, we're going to have children our third year in marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it shouldn't be something that we need. It should be something that we want and desire because we're ready to take care of children. Because That's true. when you enter into the phase of children, that is another pressure that will be put on the marriage. You're going to... Oh, you're not you're not waking up at, at three in the morning, uh, changing the diapers um, as much as I am. Uh-huh. And so, when are you going to start doing your fair share? Yeah. Uh, or um, you know, you're not holding the baby as much as really you. You're not pulling your weight. Would you start pulling your weight around here? Mm-hmm. And then the male says, "Well, wait a minute. You're the mother. God equipped you to take care of the baby, right?" Yeah. And, and these and, are re- really true, yeah. And and I'll tell you, you know, from my personal experience, Serena and I had to really, we had to sit down, we had to talk through these things. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, a, people that don't believe in God and don't have that mindset, some some men don't think that, like, oh, you're the mother, you have to do this and that. Yeah. So it's different for everybody, really. Well, and and you know, when it, a, an interesting. Um, an interesting uh, image to mm-hmm. remember, and I often say this when I officiate a wedding, um, is that Eve was was made from Adam's side. Yeah. And the reason I make that, uh, the, I, I share that when I um, perform wedding ceremonies, because I go into reminding the male that Eve was made out of man's side to walk alongside of him, not to be trampled on mm-hmm. by him, not to be lorded over by a male, that it's a partnership and it's a union. And the reason I do this is for that very point, because males have s- such egos mm-hmm. and they have, they have expectations. And, and a male will say exactly what you just said. Well, you're the woman. Yeah. You're you're the mother of my child. You need to uh, take. You need to feed the baby. Mm-hmm. You need to wake up uh, and and take care of the baby. Yeah, I think a lot of the issues is that uh, men and women don't have that conversation. Like what they think a marriage should be, especially when it comes to having children too. Right. Like what they don't set. Like they don't talk about how they want their lives to be. Yeah. Before having children or before getting married, like what their expectations from one another are. Right. And, and one of the things that married couples out there listening, I, I want to remind you, there is a Bible verse that says um, the devil roams about like a lion waiting for the one whom he can devour. Mm-hmm. And so as married couples are. Whatever phase in their marriage they're at, listen, there's the honeymoon phase, there's the child phase, there's the midlife crisis phase, uh, there's the retirement phase, and then there's the end of, end of life phase where, where, where married couples are, are 
uh, maybe their partner has entered the, the last phase of their life and they're getting ready to go home to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. There are all these different phases. And as you're, in, as you're involved in each of these phases, if you're not biblically grounded, if you don't, if you don't have a prayer life, if, you're, if you don't talk with one another, truly talk with one another, the enemy, the devil, who roams about like a lion waiting for the one whom he could devour, will will go after your marriage mm -hmm. and will will start to highlight things to you or to your spouse that are going to annoy you and and he does it in very different forms uh, he can bring friends over and the friends talk to you and say well, well you know why do you tolerate this or why do you put up with your husband or why do you let your wife do this mm -hmm. or or why you know and it, it, it's just it's just bad talk yeah. so you have to remember that you're in you're in union together and you're one, mm -hmm. and so you have to communicate with each other as though you're one. Yeah, this is the deepest, deepest form of intimacy mm -hmm. that the world has ever known. Yeah, and it was created and fashioned by God. And when we don't have, uh, when we don't pray together, when we don't read the Bible together, when we don't talk these things out, then we allow the enemy, Satan to get take an inch and when he takes an inch it's going to turn into a mile mm -hmm. and now and 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 now we we have some type of a perspective as to why the divorce rate is 50 percent of marriages today yeah that's really crazy i can't even believe that right. well i can believe that because i i've witnessed a lot of that yeah it, and and it's not i mean it's it's not easy. It's not easy to, to talk to one another and communicate, especially when emotions are high. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that's really important to, to remember about marriage is is that marriage is a ma it, it, it's a compromise with one another. Yeah. It, it is, let me hear what you want to do today. Why don't you hear what I want to do today? And, and where do we meet in the middle? Yeah. It's... You know, there's another Bible verse that I want to share. It's in Ephesians. Um, it's in Ephesians chapter five, verse 22 through 27 for all of you married couples that are out there. I don't care what phase of your marriage you're in or for all of you, uh, that may be listening and considering marriage. Um, I highly encourage you to spend time in Ephesians chapter five, verses 22 through 27. It says this wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. And, and it's important, like I know people may say, well, wait a minute, Pastor Jay, hold on. You just said the wife come out of Adam's side to walk, to be by his side, but you just said wives submit mm -hmm. oh the submissive that word. word we hate the word submit yeah i hate that word <laughs> and, and and so 
it's it's not a submit to to like as though you are lesser than the husband, mm-hmm. right? Would you agree with that? Ashley? I would agree with that because your your face is getting red. No, I'm just I'm just warm. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a hot coffee. It it is the God God created woman to to meet man's needs. Yeah. God created man to provide for woman's needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we they they both have a very specific role, um, and so. It's not, it's not a submissive where it's like an authoritarian. Well, it is. Uh, the man is the head of the household in in, in the biblical um, view, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not a form of submitting where the the, the woman the wife is a servant or um, or is is a lesser part of the union. Yeah. Well, it says right here in Colossians three eighteen. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really um, it's really wives submitting in a humble fashion. Yes. And husbands remembering that, the, that wives are a delicate, powerful flower. Mm-hmm. And they hold the wives... In the palm of their hands, like you would hold, you would hold rosebuds. Mm-hmm. You would, you would be delicate, but you would, you would recognize their beauty, their splendor, and and you would do everything you can mm-hmm. to protect and make sure that nothing happens to That's those rosebuds. That's a good rose analogy. Buds. I like that. And and so, and and well, don't. That's a good analogy, okay, but use God's analogy of of what he says that husbands are supposed to treat their wives like Christ treated the church. Mm-hmm. What did Christ do for the church? What? What did Christ do for the church? Are you stuck on the I'm rosebud supposed analogy? To have, I'm supposed to have the answer to this? Christ died for the church. Oh, there we go. Okay, that one seemed pretty simple. Right, that was, that was a softball. <laughs> That was a softball. Should have been hit out of the park. Listen, I'm not good on the spot like that. No, that's uh, uh, you're getting better. You're getting much better. Mm-hmm. Christ died for the church. Yes, he did. Uh, Christ went to the cross while we were still sinners for the church. Um, Christ makes the church whole again mm-hmm. and, and, and holy and without blemish. And so the husbands need to treat their wives like Christ treated the church. See, you've told me this stuff before, but now I'm just getting it with that with what you just said. Right, now you're connecting the dots. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and it's not easy for husbands. Yeah. Because um, husbands like Colossians said have a tendency to be harsh. Yeah. Husbands have a tendency to rule with an iron fist. Husbands have a tendency um, to fly off of the handle. And they they lose very quickly the perspective of how they're supposed to treat their wives. Yeah. And I think that, honestly, is a big reason for all the a lot of the problems that there are in marriage today. It's yeah. be, because women, they, they, men say they're supposed to live up to the standard to do all these things that a woman should do, like the household chores and this and that, and that the man is supposed to take care of the house. And so 
men say that about women, but they don't actually treat women like that all the time. So Mm -hmm. then women are like, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm doing one thing and you're treating me a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now men are all upset about how these women want power and to do things like men would do when in reality it's the man's fault for not treating them the way Jesus treated the church. Yeah. And and I don't want to say like that's, it's all the man's fault because women are also supposed to be humble and know that they're powerful without being mean to men, I guess. Yeah. Well, I I think the flip side of the coin is, is that, you know, Serena, both sides, Serena does a very, uh, I have to say that, um, the, there's a song when we were married, we danced to. It, I believe the name of it was "When God Made You," mm-hmm. and and it says something like, um, "When God made you, He must have been thinking about me, because He knew every thought, something like that, and and He knew every dream that I would dream, and you and basically you make those dreams come true." Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I ruined the lyrics. Go look it up. It's when God, when God made you, he must have been thinking about me. But what, why I was saying that is because um, Serena knows my every fault. Serena knows my, my every tendency. Mm-hmm. And she knows how to patiently reveal them to me. She doesn't, she, like you said, fault. Yes. Serena recognizes my faults Mm -hmm. and she knows how to navigate the conversation to highlight them for me in a way that don't degrade me as a man, Mm -hmm. that I don't lose my respect, um, my, my authority, but it makes me say it makes, it silences me Mm -hmm. and I go to my room and I think about what she said. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to say, like, I don't, I don't mean to say, like, it's all the man's fault. Right. Because there's definitely, not all women are great like Serena. Right. And know how to talk to a man in a way that doesn't degrade him or make him feel less than, than what he he should. Right. You know, a lot of, a lot of poets, um, a lot of songwriters have likened marriage to a dance. Mm-hmm. And you you have to know when to lead and when to follow. You have to know uh, when to be delicate and when and when you know to not be so delicate. You have mm-hmm. to know the right steps. Marriage is is really um, it's really a a a, a, a love dance mm-hmm. between a man and a woman, and and you have to know your partner. Now, a lot of times, and, and I loved, um, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, I'm, uh, it's Pastor Anthony is his name. Pastor Anthony was the pastor who married Serena and I, and he did something very profound when um, Serena and I were first, uh, we were going to, to marriage counseling mm-hmm. before we were married. He looked us both in the eyes and he says, um, it, it's coming close to the day in which the two of you will join in union with God. And he said, so I want you to do something. Mm-hmm. I want you to go home and I want you to think of all of the baggage in your closet. 
And if you haven't shared all of the baggage in your closet mm -hmm. with your fiance, before you join in marriage, share all of your baggage. Because when you go into marriage and you join in union, remember I started out by saying there we have an enemy. The enemy is real. The enemy is Satan. And he wants to tear down God's institutions. Yeah. You enter a marriage with baggage that your partner doesn't know about. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You, what do you think is going to start happening? It's going to be revealed to your partner. It's either going to be revealed or Satan is going to highlight it. And make you feel shamed. And you're going to feel in such a way that, oh, well, I can't share this baggage with my partner anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't let my partner really know that I've had homosexuality um, thoughts or I've had a homosexuality experience before I got married or I, I, I you know, I've cheated in past relationships or I have these desires of, of commitment or or. And it doesn't even have to be a one of sexual. I could be a very poor manager of money, and so I don't want I don't want my. He said that on purpose. <laughs> I don't want my fiance to realize that I'm a, I'm bad with money. <laughs> he already knows. So. <laughs> right. So it's like you you have to be fully transparent to your partner, and I think that that's lacking today. Yeah. I think that. Uh, we don't we don't spend time saying you know what these are my faults and we don't allow our partner to love us faults and all mm -hmm. and I think that that is is a major is a major stumbling block in marriages yeah. because the next thing you know the the wife is setting expectations or the male is setting expectations here's a perfect example um, one of the major problems with males today is their addiction to pornography. Mm -hmm. uh, pornography is everywhere. You can get it on the internet by simply a click of the button. Yeah. And so males gravitate to pornography and they see the marriage bed. They see sex in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it is not the way God intended it. And so when you have a male who is addicted to pornography enter the marriage relationship, he expects his wife to perform in such a way. Mm -hmm. And when his wife doesn't perform in that way, he doesn't understand because he sees it one way and he's addicted to that way. Mm -hmm. And then he, he sets an expectation for his wife. And he said, and, and if he doesn't get what he expects from his wife, guess what, he, what do you think happens? He cheats on her. He goes elsewhere. Yeah. He goes out. Yeah. He goes. He goes down to the local, um, where you pay. They they dance. What do they call them? A strip club. Right. Strip clubs. <laughs> he goes down to the local strip club, and he pays for what he pays for that expectation that his wife had. Now let's flip the coin. You have you have a a, a woman who has high expectations for material things mm -hmm. right and so maybe you're not upfront and honest with your husband when you enter the marriage bed letting him know that i have a high standard for material things yeah and your husband has a certain career and the career doesn't make enough money to maintain your material desires mm -hmm. well what do you think the woman's going to do 
find a man with more money. <laughs> she's going to find, what do they call the old man? That, that a sugar daddy. She's going to find the sugar daddy. <laughs> or she's going to go, or she's going to go get, you know, I, I had, um, I had known somebody once who they went and they got a job at Target. Yeah. And the husband was furious because <laughs> I guess that, I, I don't know if this still this sounds like me. I don't, yeah, I don't know if this still happens or not, but when you worked at Target, you used to be able to, um, to get items Yeah. and they used to deduct it from your pay. Oh my goodness. And so she comes home <laughs> and he's thinking, oh, she's going to have a check. Well, no, she didn't have a check. She had a bill. That's terrible. Right, because she, she wanted more items than her paycheck could afford. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but <laughs> I, I think that one of the major, major uh, issues with marriage today is that uh, we're not honest, we're not brutally honest, we're not 100% transparent with each other. I think that's true. Right? And, but and I think there's a lot of other issues, but I do think that is one that it comes between a lot of people. Right, yeah. Because if, if, if you were, those, those things that you're not sharing in your marriage may seem small and minuscule now, mm-hmm. but they grow. Yeah. They grow. And, and so, um, so I think that this is one of the major challenges for marriages. Mm-hmm. I strongly urge anybody out there, um, there's nothing wrong. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are in your decision to marry, whether, whether, you're, whether you're single, uh, whether you're dating, whether you're engaged, or whether you're married. Or listen, whether, whether you've been married for 60-some years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just had um, dear friends of mine, um, the husband passed away, uh, and then, and then the, the wife passed away a year, a year and a half later. Uh, they were married 60, 69 years. Wow, that's a, that's a long time. It's a very long time. And, and when, when the husband passed away, the, the, the wife just did not how, she didn't know how to live life literally without him. I, yeah, I, see, I can see that a lot, actually. Yeah, and so she passed away. And, and I encourage those types of marriages to share their knowledge to share how they how they made it so many years with younger couples mm-hmm. is critical, and that's why I think again that the church does not do a good enough job of this. We we don't talk about sex in church. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, there's a whole Bible. There's there's a whole book in the Bible. It's called the Song of Songs mm-hmm. that talks about this, and it talks about sex. There are some, there are some forms of, um, of Christian um, denominations that feel that the book should be taken out of the Bible because it talks about sex in such a way that they find it offensive. Wow, I didn't even know that. See, yeah. I'm learning new things every it, day. It's, it's, a bu- it's a beautiful book, mm-hmm. and when you read it in the context of true marriage, of how God created marriage, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful poetic book. Wow. And, and, and we don't talk about sex in the, well, let me rephrase that. We talk about same sex. Mm-hmm. We talk about how uh, we don't agree with same sex marriages. We talk about how we don't agree with the LGBTQ community. Yeah. We talk about how we don't agree with homosexualities. Let me tell you this. I love everybody who is in the LGBTQ community. I love those who are same-sex partners. I, I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. And 
and I just I don't agree with their lifestyle. I don't agree with the 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 lifestyle they're living. The Bible says that we need to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, mm-hmm. and we need to love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, that couple that is living a same sex uh, same sex in a same sex relationship, they're my neighbors. Yeah, I have quite a few friends and family members that that have same sex partners. So yeah, I mean, I still love them no matter what but i love them dearly i have i have a number of friends who are gay who are lesbian mm-hmm. um and and i love them to death and and uh i wouldn't trade them for the world um and and like we talked about it seems to it seems to find its way into each of our podcasts there's no sin greater than another, another sin mm-hmm. so i love that if i if i am addicted to alcohol i am just as sinful as the person who is living in a same-sex relationship. Yep. And if I tell a lie, I'm just as bad. Right. And so. the problem is, is the church doesn't treat them that way. The no. church, Mm-mm. the church treats them as outcasts. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't like it either. It's it's deplorable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to love them. We need to wrap our arms around them, and we need to let them know we love them. Yeah. And and we care for them dearly. Um, so, again, marriage. It's a it's a it's a it's a big topic. There's a lot going on in marriage. I would encourage. I think I was saying this, and maybe I got off on a rabbit trail. I would encourage anybody who you know. Again, if you're dating, learn about marriage. Uh, you know, if if you're not dating and you're you're about to date, learn about marriage. Learn. Yeah, learn. I think that's so important. Right. Like that class that we did, I had no idea about it until it was introduced to us by someone in the church. I don't even know if you told us about it or if someone else did. I know that you were the yeah, counselor I, for it but did you, did you encourage us to go i think i invited you guys to oh, okay come. well but either way i think somebody else it was really great so and i yeah. tried to tell a lot of people about it i was like hey look you want my notes yeah because <laughs> they wouldn't go to the church so like here you, you need go to take it again yeah well i do i think it was really good so i i would like to take it again just to make sure we're staying healthy you know yeah yeah, well, and that's that's exactly it. It's to, it's to strengthen your relationship. Yeah, I think it really does help, and I think it's a good a foundation to to uh, grow your marriage. Right, and and I because you you can go and you can learn about marriage from many different places, but I would say learn it from the Bible, learn mm-hmm. it from the 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 Creator uh, Himself. Yeah, um, God created Definitely. marriage. God outlined marriage in the Bible, the expectations for a man and a woman. Um, it, it is your instruction manual. Um, if you want more information uh, about marriage counseling, uh, you can send us an email, aliveagain, ne, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching us today on YouTube, you can uh, put, uh, put in a comment uh, in the section below. Um, and, and we'll get you some real biblical resources uh, on a marriage. What, what does it take? Um, and and uh, what, what are the uh, responsibilities we have to one another in marriage? I highly recommend it. Um, I wish that our public school systems would teach on it, uh, but they seem to be focused on teaching other things other, th- other, other things. than biblical marriage um, <laughs> and, and what goes into biblical marriage because... It's not easy, uh, and the enemy is definitely up against uh, those who are are attempting to live a biblical marriage and a biblical lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, and those who aren't. 
Right. And they just don't know it. They just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. And again, there's there's a lot of resources out there, uh, but there aren't many good resources mm -hmm. or biblical resources. So, <sighs> okay. I encourage you uh, to to yeah to follow up more about that. Um, I think that that just about does it for this episode of Apples and Oranges. Yes. Um, and so again, our podcast. Oh wait a minute, I wanted to share this. When God made you, the lyrics. Here it is. Uh, I, I, I Are you going to sing it for us? Again? No, I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> I know um, you love to to sing your little songs. No, I'm not going to sing it. Um, <laughs> I wonder what God was thinking when He created you. I wonder if he knew everything I would need because he made all my dreams come true. When God made you, he must have been thinking about me. Um, and so that was the that was the, the song that Serena and I danced to at our wedding. And and it truly when you find your soulmate, oh, um, it, it you really you you've really found something special mm -hmm. uh, and it's my prayer for everybody out there listening that um, if you if you haven't found your soulmate that God would bring uh, your soulmate to you uh, and my prayer for all of you out there that may be struggling in your marriage is is that you would bind together in prayer you would pick up your Bible uh, and you would read it together and simply ask God to show you the answers. Mm -hmm. Or you would go down to your local church and you would ask one of the pastors to help your, your marriage out. Uh, because we need, uh, we need support. Marriages need support. Definitely. So that's Apples and Oranges podcast. Uh, we Our new episode comes out every Friday at 7 p.m. I think maybe next time either we pick up on marriage again because it's such a big topic or yeah, maybe we, we talk on. a little bit about finances because somebody next to me <laughs> likes to spend money. Or, or we can do finances and marriage together. <laughs> yeah, or, right, or we can do a combined topic. But that is the Apples and Oranges podcast, a show that compares what the world believes to what the Bible teaches us. And we'll hope that you'll share uh, our podcast with your friends and family and you'll listen next time right every friday at 7 p.m you can watch us on youtube or listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts that does it for us have All a great right. week we'll see you next time guys bye